0: Again, like, now that I say it, a lot of people didn't believe me when I said it then. A lot of people don't believe half the stuff I say, frankly, uh, even when I'm streaming. But, like, the only goal that I had was to not make a fool of myself and lose rating points.
1: All right, here we go. Another episode of the C Squared podcast. We have an exciting one. We're here after the American Cup just finished. Just a couple of hours ago, we have the two winners with us, uh, Grandmaster... Hikaru Nakamura and Grandmaster Irina Crush. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome back to you, Hikaru. You've been uh, on the podcast previously. Let's start with the tournament.
0: Sure, so Talk about it. yeah, as far as, as far as my event went, it was very difficult. I mean, it felt smooth for the first couple of rounds. I won in classical chess against both Sam Sevin and Lenier Dominguez. Then against Wesley, I mean I had this very tough first match, the second match was very tough which I lost and I I won today another very very difficult match where it seemed like whoever made the last wonder would lose Um, so I'm I'm very happy that I won but it certainly wasn't easy.
1: Yeah, Irina, uh, your uh, trajectory seemed uh, quite smooth it felt but you did meet this incredible opponent Alice Lee on the way.
2: Yeah, so it's like two years in a row that we have kind of a similar scenario where I'm facing Alice in uh, the finals of the Champions bracket, and then I face her again after she gets back from the elimination bracket. Um, You know, in a way, it's not a surprising scenario, right? Like, it's definitely something that is plausible that can play out, although, of course, it can also be very different, right, because you're not guaranteed to get there. Um, So, yeah, last time I was able to win all my games in the classical. Uh, without having to play any shorter time controls. And this year was definitely more challenging. I mean, actually, the critical moment for me was the finals of the Champions bracket, for sure. Like, that was like a, just a very difficult day, you know, where I was trying to win with the black pieces. I really thought I had a good chance to just kind of seal the match there. And when I didn't, and I almost nearly lost even, um, then I had to come back again, and that was worse with black, and I was like... You know, I would say on the verge of losing, then I pull that one out and win, and then I have to go on to kind of win again as white. I mean, it was just like kind uh, of—it's a day that you're going to remember for a long time.
1: Yeah, and it almost felt like you guys at some point were expected, or at least it felt that way. The energy felt that way—that you guys were expected to finish the championship, get the title, and then you didn't, Mm -hmm. and then you had to go back to the drawing board and you know uh, regroup and things of that nature, like. Tell, uh, tell us about that. Well,
0: I mean, I, I guess I'll start. I, I think for me... Um a lot of people have wondered, like, what happened, actually, I'll, I'll go back in time, a lot of people have wondered what happened when I played this game against Dingler and the final final round of the candidates, and I had this feeling when I was playing that game, sort of, like, I just wanting the event to be over, just mm-hmm. wanting it all yeah. to be over, like, it wasn't even about the result, like, winning, drawing, or losing, but wanted to be, wanting it to be over, and I felt like yesterday, I had that same feeling when I played Wesley, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm just expecting it to be over, like, of course, the only way it's over is if I win, but I'm, I'm sort of expecting that, and then there were some critical moments in that first ga- first uh, tiebreaker game where it didn't, didn't work out for me, and then when I lost that obviously the second game wasn't even close and so I had this feeling and, and then sort of to regroup I mean I, I actually didn't do anything with chess last night uh, I didn't do a recap um, I basically just went out I played pool I had some beers and uh, just forgot about everything and so for me it was just resetting because coming into the event and again like now that I say it, it's a lot of people didn't believe me when I said it then. A lot of people don't believe half the stuff I say, frankly, uh, even when I'm streaming. But like, the only goal that I had was to not make a fool of myself and lose rating points in classical. Mm-hmm. That's the only goal I had. So when I put it in perspective last night where not, not only did I not lose points, but I gained, gained points in classical, um, that already was a victory. So I just sort of forgot about everything else and the way I'd gotten there and, um, and just reset. And I, I found a way, but still, even today, I mean, there are moments when I probably could have lost.
3: Mm. I, I was curious about this moment earlier in, in your tournament, because you, you had drawn the first game against Lenier, mm-hmm. and this was the second match, right? Yes. And then you're playing with the black pieces, and we see often in these matches that a, a quick draw happens, goes to a tiebreak where you would, generally speaking, be the favorite against Lenier. but instead you played a very risky opening, opening to Klashnikov. It felt almost like you kind of planned to win that game with the black pieces rather than going for a tiebreak, and yeah. then you just, like, crushed him with black.
0: Yeah, I mean, that wasn't the plan, but I had prepared the opening before the event, and I thought it was a reasonable try. So I, I think when you look at top-level chess, and maybe in particular when you're looking at an event with players who have played each other so many times and we're also familiar with, with everyone's style, I, I just thought it was a great surprise. And so it wasn't the plan. And Also, I would say that I was actually very upset when I didn't win the first game because I had this very, very good position. I think most of the time—I would say probably 80% of the time I think I win that position— um, around when I played Bishop H three in, in this middle game, um, but it, w- it wasn't the plan. But I, I had this prepped anyway for Sevian, so I thought, why not use it? And it, it worked out very beautifully. But again, for every time that it works out, there probably are going to be like five times that it doesn't work out. So you just have to pick the pick the right moment. And um, I, it was it was surprising, but yeah, that's that's how it goes.
3: And you were also the only player to win a classical game. For was it the entirety of the event? Did anyone else win a, <laughs> a classical game no, in the
1: event?
0: No,
3: no, no, it was. Yeah. Two games in the open section, and then in, in the women
1: section, there were quite a few. I think quite a few, quite a few decisive mm-hmm. games. Um, did you have any of these type of openings prepared? This type of like sharp openings prepared without? I think that's my, much, all,
2: all my openings <laughs> were kind of like you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I played the Sicilian a few times, um, Sicilian Khan, and yeah, actually, I did a lot of kind of experimentation in the openings. Like I just jumped around from one to another, and it's kind of just kind of hard to catch. And I think that. Um, yeah, that was a pretty successful strategy.
1: I feel like this was pretty much the case for everybody and I don't know, maybe, maybe you can jump in on this one as well, Fabi. Did you have any sort of like sharp ones due to the fact that the time control is so short and you don't have a second time control? Did that go into the match strategy, the tournament strategy?
3: Well, I, I didn't really think up a strategy and then during the second game against Wesley, and I had a chance to, to take on E6, mm. and I was just kind of worried about it because like, my time was getting low. So the time control was probably affecting me a bit negatively in, in terms of my thoughts when I sh- should have just gone for it. Yeah. Um, but I, I was a bit um, curious because you, you tend to play the Sicilian in very sharp openings, but sometimes in these match situations, you win the first game and then
4: yeah.
3: the like, desire is to rock up a bit. Yeah. Do you ever feel like changing your repertoire in those like must-draw games?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a good idea, right? It depends on what you have available, you know, like to be honest, it's just like I know the Sicilian so much better than I know anything else that like I tend to have to like find, you know, what Sicilian line I'm going to go for, right? Like, yeah, if I knew the Petrov as well as I <laughs> know the Sicilian, I think I would go for that, yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree.
1: Speaking of uh, the Petrov, Wesley played the Petrov as well, a couple of games. Uh, that was completely unexpected,
3: yeah? Uh, is, is this yeah, the first time he plays the Petrov? It's always or? a surprise for me when, like, Berlin players change, because if you're a Berlin player, it feels like, why would you ever change? It's right. just such a solid opening, <laughs> especially in these matches. But it seems like people also want to experiment a bit. I was also surprised when Wesley switched to Petrov and when he switched to Kalashnikov. Um, but, yeah, it's... Like, from a white point of view, it's it's a real pain. pain to,
1: Sam came up with some ideas, yeah, in the... Berlin in his match against Ray. It yeah, felt like he got like he was going for the endgame. I in was games. I was impressed
3: yeah. that he was going for very very direct lines and, and finding some chances. Yeah. yeah,
2: So if you're going for the most solid line as black to make a draw against e4, what would be your choice, Bobby?
3: Like assuming I, I know it perfectly, which yes. I which I don't, then it yeah. would be the, it would be the Berlin. I feel like that's where you, the opponent has the least amount of leeway to create winning chances uh-huh. or like opening chances. Yeah. But I, I think like Hikaru would be a much better person to speak on this. No,
0: I mean I well I would say if you if you can know it perfectly, the Petroff is the best. But that's uh-huh. only if you know it perfectly okay. because there there are more chances to confuse the, the issue and make it very complicated in the Petrov than the Berlin. Okay. So it's a Got smaller it. window. So but if you know it perfectly I think the Petroff is, is uh-huh. objectively the, the best.
3: Well you avoid the entire Italian, which is like a lot of people's uh-huh. refuge for
2: Oh, what about against D4? Well... I'm <laughs> sorry, <that's another> <laughs> give me some of the good i here, No,
3: I think a lot of people have like, switched to the Queen's Gambit Accepted because it's mm-hmm. so direct. You avoid oh, the Ninzo, yeah. you avoid the, the Catalan, and like, when I was working with Rustam, he was like, we're going to kill D4 with the Queen's Gambit Accepted. And then everyone made fun of me for playing the Queen's Gambit Accepted. Um, but then it, it like recently gained so much popularity like Wesley yes. Wesley was playing MPL. at On yeah even Maxime which was like a shock yeah. to me how could Maxime not play the Grunfeld and night yeah. Hikari you you haven't played in like nine months uh, I mean
1: obviously whenever you go into a tournament you have certain emotions but you, when you haven't felt those type of emotions for like nine months like what was going through your head
0: well I, I mean the I didn't feel those emotions until it actually mattered, which was basically the last three days. Mm. Um, You know, I I think the main thing is uh, when you haven't played for a long time, when you can get positions that are very stable and very, like, positional and quiet, it's it's better than having, like, these really confrontational games. Like, if I had this game against Linear in the first round, I don't know if I would have won that game because I I hadn't played so much. And having a few games under my belt, it was a lot easier. Mm. So I, I think for me... The, the emotions de- definitely didn't play a role until I suddenly realized that I was on the verge of winning the tournament. Um, but I, I would also say that like separate of nerves or any of that stuff, I think that when, when you're playing as a player like Wesley, Without that practice, there's certain mistakes that I was making, specifically, like, the last two days. Every game I was up on time. It was up maybe three or four minutes. And my reactions to what in those situations were not the best. And I think that's specifically because I was out of practice. um, But it seemed to still be good enough.
1: One of those games is probably uh, the Berlin, the first Berlin that you lost in the 10 plus 5. When it felt like you got a great position, that night coming to F4, H5, H4, and it felt like you were uh, getting there first. And then... You stopped finding the way through, and then he was just pushing his pawns and caught you up on time, things of that nature, and then... Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I think it's just uh, sort of the situation. It became too much, and I, I was—I mm. thought I was better. I was expecting to win. I couldn't find a breakthrough, and there, there were a couple of moments where I could have made some repetitions and made some draws, and I didn't do that, and it, I just I, I let the pressure get to me. That's the simplest way of putting it, and it was it was very unfortunate, of course, but... Um, that's, you know, Wesley's a great player. and Sometimes you can't can't always, uh, you can't always. That's true. That's true. What
1: was your most difficult moment in, in, in the cup?
2: Well, I think that game in the champions bracket, probably the one with black, you know, this rook end game that I nearly lost. I think that was, um, that was pretty difficult. I mean, I was so difficult that at some point I made a move, like I gave up my rook like a move earlier than I had to. Yeah. Like literally just an unexplainable move and the computer is still saying zeroes. Well, that's nice for me, but the move makes no sense. Like why did I play, you can't even explain. I could have done it a move later and I definitely wouldn't be losing. So I was kind of lucky, you know, I was l- lucky to be looking at my position and realizing, no, I'm still okay. But yeah, I mean, you can feel that something is like wrong in your, in your head if you're playing moves like that.
3: Yeah. Did you yeah. see a clear win for her in that endgame?
2: No, no. Okay. And when I looked at it with the computer, I mean, honestly, the computer is like plus seven or plus eight, is based on like some one move, and if she doesn't make that move, she can actually lose, which like, yeah. so it, it was not really like that obviously winning for her at all, and especially in this time situation. Yeah, that was fortunate.
3: Yeah, it looked, it looked rather scary, two pawns barreling down. Yeah, was also, like there was
2: some roo- move rook a5 that you yeah, had to see. Yeah, it's always
3: move by move. Yeah. One thing about, because uh, she never
1: beat you before that yeah. game. And you guys have played like so many times yeah. against each other, also in Rapid and Blitz, Classical as well. And then whenever you have this type of situations with a specific player and then they beat you once, yeah. uh, there are some doubts creeping in, like what if he continues or she yeah. continues beating me and things of that nature. Was anything like that going through your mind?
2: You know, not really because just the nature of the game, you know, I felt like I did so much to lose myself. Mm. You know, that it was like, I mean, I had the most comfortable position you could exactly. ever dream yep. of, no danger on the horizon, and I definitely felt like, you know, the reason that I lost was so much of my bad decisions, you know, that in a way, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, how could this happen? You had so many opportunities not to do this, you just like literally committed a suicide. So, I mean, no, I didn't I didn't feel overall like now I'm going to start like losing, you know, yeah, yeah, but now yeah. that I've started this streak, I felt, um, I just felt like I needed to play better.
1: Because you have the same whenever you beat somebody for the first time and then you're like, I can do this all the time, right? Yeah.
3: And I would assume the re- reverse is yeah. also possible. Cool. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, just one last question. I, I'm curious because you've played so many matches against Wesley, especially recently, you played this very, very long and tight match in the uh, Global Championship last year. And you, you both seem to be rather evenly matched in general. Uh, Do you feel like there's certain time controls that favor him more so and certain time controls that favor you more so?
0: Yeah, so it's weird. I mean, I think certainly online, I've never felt that Wesley is any slower than I am. But over the board, at least over the last couple of days, I think in the Blitz, I'm just a huge favorite against him. Just also because, of like, in the 10 minutes and the 25 minutes, I was always up on time. Now, mind you, I am moving a lot quicker than I ever used to. Um, so that does that does play some role. But I think in the Blitz, I'm a big favorite. I would say in 25, I think Wesley is maybe a slight favorite. I think in 10, it just depends on the position. And, and Blitz, I'm definitely the favorite. So that's how I would break it down.
3: Mm. And how would you, like... Assess your own Blitz play, because I guess like stylistically you've changed over let's say the last 10 years compared to 10 years ago when you were also one of the best in the world at Blitz. Do you feel like certain aspects of your game have improved and certain aspects have perhaps gotten a bit weaker?
0: Yeah, so it's, it's very hard to judge. So I think, I, I, I feel like Rapid is like this very unhappy place for me where when I play classical, I can still move very fast and then when, then when I need to slow it down, I can take the time in the critical moments. Um, and Rapid, I felt like it's like I'm moving too quickly and then I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I, I start using too much time. So I, I think that generally it's it's very, very hard to judge. But I would say these days I like quiet positions more than tactical positions, certainly. And... Um, you know, I was—I've obviously been very good at blitz for a long time, but I think when I go up against Wesley specifically, the biggest issue I think for both of us is that we play pretty much the same same openings with white and black to a T. It's not just—I mean, there's maybe like one or two openings he yeah. plays the Italian. I don't really play the Italian much. Um, I play the English. He doesn't really play the English, but that's about it. Everything else is identical. Play the yeah. same opening, same variations, uh, same sidelines, and. So I, I think, you know, like when, when we face each other specifically, it's, for me, I feel like I'm just trying to get it down to blitz or get it to less and less time. And then I think I can find, find my way through um, when all is said and done. But obviously, I think for the fans, it was a, a great match. and I think it was a great conclusion to the event as a whole.
1: Were you worried at all uh, about the 10 plus 5 time format? Because it felt like Wesley was putting a lot of pressure in pretty much every single game. White, black, like he was managing somehow to out- outplay you in the middle game.
0: Well, I mean, I felt like Wesley in the 25-minute, the the Berlin game, I mean, he did outplay me in that, that, that late middle game into the end game with the Bishops, um, but he had 25 minutes. I think we had played that game with 10 minutes on the clock. I the recent one, the last one. Yeah, today, when, the, today uh, the one where I, the two Bishops. I think Bishops. you were very close to you. But I was also very time. close to losing it, That's at true. critical yeah. moments as yeah. well. But, but I mean, for example, in the 10 plus 5, I, I think today, the, game, the first game, which I, I was close to losing at one moment, um, was more of my own doing than his. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I when, when I did, like, my recap earlier, I spoke about how I thought Wesley was a better player today. And the reason I say that is because when I played this whole line with Knight H7, Knight G 5 and the Italian and D5, I thought I was better. And so my decisions which led to me getting a, a worse position were specifically because I refused to take a draw. And mm. so it was more self-inflicted than I felt like Wesley outplayed me in that game. But it obviously was a tough decision, too, because in the Templars 5, since I had white in the second game after drawing the first one, I had the option to try and make a quick draw. Yeah. And I wasn't sure whether I should do that, get forced to blitz where I think I'm a big favorite, or just go for it. Um, but, you know, when all of a sudden done, I decided to go for it simply because I thought, why, why waste a white? Yeah. Why waste my white game if I have that chance?
3: Guys, go ahead. For, for me. No, I was no just curious, just about the the last moment in the last game, which <laughs> where you won the tournament. What do you think caused him? Was it just tiredness, or what caused him to take that pawn on d two?
0: Yeah, I think Wesley was just tired at that point. I think he also overestimated my position. I think he thought it was getting pretty scared with the knight on e five, maybe the bishop on c four, the rooks on the f file. I think he basically saw some ghosts. And and you know, I have to say, like today, whether it's confidence related or not, like I, I felt that Wesley was better, and I was sort of just like. Play one good game or you know if there's one mistake that he makes that's all that it takes to win the match and um, i was just somewhat fortunate but you know when all of a done i think overall I, I probably played the best out of anyone so i guess it's deserved
1: guys thank you very much for uh, taking the time i mean this is after dinner after the the the, the championship so there wasn't a lot of rest thanks for uh, taking time no problem thank nice. you all right here we are we're back uh we have mr yasser as well as international arbiter judith starry who uh, conducted the event alongside Chris Bird. Of Judith, course. welcome to the show. Yasser, you. you've been on the show before, so Thank I'm you, still going to welcome
5: you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm shocked that you've invited me back. I mean, well, me too. Yeah, I was trying great. to convince <laughs> <about laughs> like, Oh, I know what it is. What is it? I offered uh, my apartment as a place to do the podcast and you felt obliged to there you, go. There <laughs> you, go. I mean, you know, It's not nice I to mean, ignore those. Favor, but <laughs> Thank you. You
1: guys were a bit uh, loud in the back. You guys are having a lot of Fun. What's happening
5: here? Well, I've got a full house, in truth. Uh, the American Cup uh, open section and ladies section has been completed and all that stress that has been built up over <laughs> the last two weeks, <laughs> it's being dissipated as we yeah, speak. Everybody's yeah. telling stories, yeah, yeah. So, and it's, so. it's nice to just chill. Judith, how was uh, from your perspective, how
1: was the American Cup from an arbiter's perspective? This was a different format, a different playing venue. I know there was one bathroom for like 16 players, that might have been a problem <laughs> <Yes>. at <That's awkward>. Hot <laughs> yeah. What problems do you guys have?
6: Um, not too many problems. The format is, is great, I love it, as Irena said before one of her interviews that she likes this format. I fully agree. Uh, it's also similar to what we do in chess.com, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I really like it. Bathroom, yeah, it was an issue, but I think whenever it was occupied, we actually escorted players down to the second floor, so we had backup options. And, uh, Did you
3: have any bathroom problems? No, I would just, I would just wait. You <laughs> didn't that. right. I didn't know that was an option. Hold,
2: hold, hold it back, hold it back. I was just so yeah, and oh, I wait. mean, Chris. and it
3: would disappear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, that problem also seems to solve itself as people get yeah, eliminated. Yeah, exactly. From, from exactly. Yeah, 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 the number <laughs> yeah. of uh, people at the
5: bathroom.
1: You so. guys had, uh, we, we saw it on the camera, I think Irina at some point uh, when she almost flagged against Alice Lee, and then she was saying something, I believe, to you or to uh, Chris. I'm not no. Not so it was sure a general
6: dislikement of the, the voice. The, the light. That, okay. No, the, there were um, some discussion on the other side of the room, uh, and she didn't like that that she's being disturbed mm. under time pressure. So I fully agree with her. That was Chris acted fast and uh, resolved the problem. And that's
1: yeah, and I feel this was one of the problems, right? Because you guys had to balance. Uh, the end time of one portion, yeah. one format, yeah. with the start time yeah. of a different exactly. format. So yeah. I would assume this was a bit yeah.
3: of an issue. Yeah, but I times. mean,
6: it, it it got resolved fast, and you know, it turned out well for her, right?
3: That's good. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. What is the uh, like biggest dispute you've had to, to resolve during a chess game or a chess tournament?
6: This chess tournament. Um, that was really not a issue there one time was that uh, between Wesley and and um, and Hikaru there was a threefold claim and I actually didn't know the rule perfectly how that I have to make, in you know, uh, Hikaru paused the clock, claimed the threefold, and uh, told me what the move is, and I thought that, okay, he can make the move, and um, Chris later told me that, nope, I have to make the move, because if the player touches the Mm -hmm. piece, that's still, even though under pause clock and under claim, you know,
3: but um, Uh then
6: then it happened again, and then I I did it correctly. Uh,
3: How about generally, not just in this event, but in in general in your... Practice as an arbiter. Have you resolved over any any big yeah. disputes?
6: Uh, well, there are always big disputes, and every dispute is the biggest dispute in <laughs> players' eyes, right? Uh, I guess if you, if you do blitz and rapid, it's always harder, right? Because the player's not notating, and you have to be more attentive. And, and also, especially if you are not the only arbiter of one board, then, then it's always you have to pay attention, right? So uh, there was one blitz tournament where players were down in seconds, and one player knocked over a piece so much that it actually landed on the floor, right? And he pushed the clock, right? And the other time started, and then he picked up on, their, on their opponents time and that's not correct. So I think uh, recently in the past year that was the biggest dispute because it was back and forth and how
3: I... Did you guys have any problems in your careers more recently, Fabi? Did you have any problems? I had one albeit I'll try to get through the story quickly (laughs) because the whole saga took hours. Oh my! I was playing um, Sergei Karyakin in one of the Fide Grand Prix events in Mm -hmm. Hantimansis 2015 and at some point it it was a threefold repetition, and I didn't realize it that I had just gone to a threefold repetition. I was on the better side. Sergey realized it, and uh, he went to the arbiter, made the uh, claim. Made the claim. Arbiter checks the score sheets, says, "Oh yeah, it's a threefold repetition." Okay, I go back, I shake Sergey's hand, <laughs> then I check my score sheet, I'm like, wait, this is not a threefold repetition. <laughs> I check it it's only been two times I Mm -hmm. go back to the arbiter I'm like it's two times Mm -hmm. and the correct I I think that the correct decision from his point of view should have been okay you to reverse himself you shook hands and it's over right you've accepted that's what I think that's but the arbiter said okay continue continue to me that that seemed like a strange decision at the time but I I was just
5: young and you accepted
3: the arbiter well you were happy because you were up well yeah, yeah yeah I mean I would have accepted either way, but if he said you continue the game, we continue the game. Mm-hmm. And eventually I'm winning, but I mess up and we draw. Uh, and if I had won, I think it would have been a huge dispute because Sergei would have undoubtedly um, written an appeal. Yes, yes. Because he, it was probably an incorrect decision from a rules point of view. Mm-hmm. And then, but I already won the game, so, but we also agreed to draw, so it would have been a complete mess. Since we drew, there was no dispute yeah. really, and the result stood. And Sergey complained to the press, but not like an official complaint. Right. That was the biggest that I can
5: the, think the, of. the rule in my time was very simple. If you signed the score sheet and your opponent signed the score sheet, that was it. It's it was over, was, right? uh, yeah. yeah. But if you didn't sign the score sheet, you said, I, I'm not happy with the outcome of this game, and I reserve my right to open up a, a discussion, you didn't sign the score sheet, but when you signed the score sheet, that was in, it. In
3: this case, I think we did. You, that yeah. you had signed even, the score sheet.
6: Even before signing the score, if you shook hands, then that's it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So also, that, also. that
6: has to be binding. Well,
3: right? my, my, yeah, my yeah.
5: favorite actually was at a U.S. championship. So I always served on these appeals committees, <laughs> which was great, except I never had an appeal to decide. <laughs> right, right. So it was a game between Nick DeFermian and John Fedora. Uh, uh, Nick DeFermian and Michael Road. pardon me. John Fedora was on the appeals committee, and we were watch this game of the U.S. championship. So, no question that Nick is winning. But his flag, it's an analog clock, is like as rigid as could be. So, Michael's king gets run across the board. He goes and he he goes to press the clock and he accidentally, it wasn't deliberate, he knocked over his own king and uh, his king is prostrate on the board. Flag, you lose. And, if he hadn't knocked over his king, he would have won on time. But the, 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 the piece was over, so the arbiters got together, they got yeah. together and said, okay, we're gonna give some extra time. They didn't say how much. It, the game continued. Like five moves later, top, the king's running across the board. He knocks over <laughs> his king, the flag falls. Now at this point, you know, the whole room is full of like, what's gonna happen now? Now the arbiters decide to give a minute to Nick, which is a lot, and that would, would end the game. And John turns to me and says, thank God. If they'd only give him a few seconds and the, 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 the flag had fallen it would be three-time repetition. <laughs> I <laughs> want the game three times on the <laughs> clock. I'm cleaning a draw. <laughs> like, what? It was, like, terrible.
1: Speaking of three-time repetition, I do want to ask you, how, can you game the system? So, for example, you have, like, a really bad position. You know mm. that you have a pretty bad position, and then you're going down to your last few seconds. Let's say it's a second-time repetition, and you know there is a second-time repetition, but you stop the clock, and you're saying let's check for three-fold repetition. Right. In the meantime, while the arbiter goes and checks, you get, back in the days when you didn't have yeah. the computers and everything, you would get like yeah. 20 minutes. Now you would get maybe like five more minutes. Yeah. You can game the system like that and give yourself some time to think. Yeah, is there a way to, to, to deal with that?
6: Well, there's not really, right? You have to check it and if the claim is not correct, not threefold, the opponent gets one or two minutes or depending on time control of the original game, that's it. I remember it was
1: an instance in the Olympiad between uh, Russia and China in in the women's section, 2018 or 2016 and she claimed threefold, super difficult position. Yeah. While they were checking it for like 10, 15 yeah. minutes, she was like this, yeah. you know, trying to figure out the yeah. position. Like
6: she knew
3: the, 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 there's the claim There's really, was nothing we really can't bad. Do if can't, the, can't the arbiters um, tell the players you need to step away from the board?
6: I think that's a reasonable, but I don't know. Honestly, I have to look it up. But uh, it's but a loophole,
3: it, yeah. Yeah, it, it is
6: a loophole. So that would be nice to close it. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, there's nothing really we can do, right? Uh, the player claims a threefold. We have to check it, and that's it. Uh, there's no like they can do it over and over again. It's not like illegal move, and mm. you lose it the second time and everything. One of the most
5: famous, yeah. like a fair play, yeah. It yeah. should be a fair play yeah, violation. Yeah, so
6: kind of if you see that it's a fair play violation, then. You can warn the player yeah. to stop doing that, mm. right? If it's repetitive really fast. Like today was a good uh, threefold. Um uh, example. Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. It was in the Blitz tournament, a side event, right? Oh. So we were playing under Blitz conditions, right? No, and two arbiters over twenty-nine bo- or thirteen boards or whatever. How many boards there were there? And uh, and Wasif and I don't know. He was the the opponent. Raja yes, yeah. and Raja Cla- Harshit. <laughs> <Am I clear? laughs> yes. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, Roger passed the clock and claimed 3 I said, you didn't call me because if it, it, under these conditions, you have to call the arbiter so that I can observe, and then I can award the 3 if I see it. But if I don't see it and your opponent doesn't um, doesn't agree, then then that's it, then I can't. So was mm. got a minute, then and, and he found the win. And be-
3: because it. they weren't playing on televised or DGT, DGT boards. Yeah. Right? No, or they were, yeah. Right? yeah, if they were on a DGT yeah. board, it would be possible. Yeah. To, to and to that work. was
6: right there, so all he had to do is say, Arbiter, pause the clock. Say, arbiter, I want you to focus on this game. On pause the clock, make the yeah. three fold right, and then I could have.
1: That's an interesting one. Yeah. So first, you have to ask the arbiter come watch yeah. your game, yeah. and then, and that's why they have. Um, arbiters for each board at the big events, at the yeah, Olympias, oh, yeah, at, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 they have yeah. one arbiter on each board yeah. watching everything, like, yeah, but for example, here
6: in the American Cup, right, on the Rapid and Blitz, if you guys needed to do that, uh, and yeah, there was team. many matches still going on, and uh, Chris and I are only there's
1: never mind, never mind, it's too
6: late,
5: without the DGTs, that's a
6: completely different story, yeah, yeah, so of course, yeah. One of, my,
5: one of my great stories about rules, so a lot of people wrongly believe, wrongly, that the rules have been written in stone for 500 years. Oh, yeah. We made <laughs> the last rules changes and they've never changed. They change all the time. And at one time, there used to be a rule that you, the player, had to call the flag of the opponent. There could be no outside interference. Today, the arbiter calls the flag. Yeah. But there was a time that the players were responsible. There was this famous story of Sammy Reshevsky He was playing the U.S. Open with hundreds of people watching. Yeah. And he was in time trouble, and his opponent was thinking, thinking. There was a big time scramble. And from the front row, Mrs. Reshevsky jumped out of her seat <laughs> and started shouting, Flag! 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 And Sammy said, I win, <laughs> Stop the clock.
6: He has the best stories, right? right? Yeah, a little, yeah.
5: like, everybody's in a shock, and the opponent, you know, protested that there was outside, outside interference. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And the arbiter said, we've got to continue. And Sammy said, no, 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 no. I went on time. There was no outside interference. I'm sorry, yeah. Sammy, yeah. but there was yeah. 500 witnesses that heard your wife <laughs> shout yeah. flag flag. Yeah. No, 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 no yeah. outside interference. According to Talmudic law, my wife and I are one flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy was awarded the win. We are one flesh. My wife and I are one flesh. Just keep that in mind for your future matches. I'm
3: trying to remember. There was, because I I once got this book of... um, Paul Benko's yes. autobiography. Really great book. Yeah, really great. Really From Jeremy
5: it. Sillman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It uh, first included his life story yeah. and then all his studies, games, and annotations. Amazing. And he had a story with with Rushevsky. Because I, if I am recall correctly, they were not friends at all. Uh,
5: no, nobody was friends with Sammy. Yeah. Sammy was not impolite. polite
3: And he had a similar story about. And they were also both time trouble addicts, right? Truly. And I can't remember the story, but they. They had a story which involved time trouble and which involved an arbiter dispute. But I think in this case, the arbiter was a friend of Rushevsky. Right. And so the dispute was that uh, Palbenko was saying, well, they're colluding together. It's a bias. But so I, I don't remember the details. I was actually Rushefsky. hoping that he might that I don't that know one. those
5: details. But uh, one of my favorite stories on that uh, was Mark Deeson, Mark Deeson, and Sammy Rushevsky were playing in Lone Pine, California. These were great open Swiss events that were, you know, very nice events. And Sammy said, "Are you playing for a win?" which we have always interpreted as offer of a draw. So Mark started thinking and got down on the clock and stopped the clock and said, "I accept the draw." Sammy said I didn't offer you a draw. <laughs> wow. And were other people who were witnesses and Sammy said to Cashdan, Isaac Cashdan. They're lying. Sammy they're lying. So Sam, so Isaac Cashdan said you got to play. You got to continue play. Yeah. So there was Mark, you know, really having to play on top, you know like move directly And then Sammy got into time trouble. And they had some very strange time control. Think 50 moves in two and a half hours. It wasn't the 40 and two or something like that. So they started banging the clock, and they went up to move 60. Okay? So they're banging the clock, and I was watching the whole thing, and there was a white pawn on A4. And bang, 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 and somehow this pawn just kind of got (laughs) shaken off the table. I mean, it just disappeared. It just kind of vibrated away all by itself, right? And the final move was, of course, Sammy is black playing queen b5, slapping the clock and the Check flag. That. Yeah, flag. flag. You guys made the time control. Now you got to re, reconstitute uh, the game. So, <laughs> yes. so there's the table over there but now they started, you know, with the score sheet, e45 itself. And as they're getting closer and closer to the position,
4: there was there's a no a 4 pawn on
5: that board, but on this board, there's the A4-parm is still there. Uh, it hasn't moved yet, it hasn't and, moved yet. And it's sort of like, you have to seal your move. And Mark Deeson was like...
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: hey, and he wrote it as clearly as he possibly <laughs> There is a pawn There, there, is, a, there is definitely a pawn. Uh, but you have to have seen those games where the pawns do kind of move off the board. And they, don't, they don't stay on the square that they were stuck those
1: to. Those things
3: don't happen anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, that, so there was recently a tournament. I don't know if you were following this. The Armageddon Championship yeah. in, uh, in Berlin, in in Berlin, Berlin, Berlin yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it ended yeah. with Armageddon games, no increment. Right. lenier played a game against uh, Andrew Tang. Andrew Tang. He also played a game against Ray Robson, which, but it wasn't as dramatic. <laughs> but it also <laughs> ended in a similar way. But against Andrew Tang, they're getting down to seconds. It's a rook end game. and then at some point, all the pieces are, are like, bing, 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 bing. like yeah. they're just. All,
6: not on the squares, yeah.
3: all, Not even on the squares. They just all leave the board at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more pieces on the board. The pieces are rolling around. You don't know where anything is. Right. Um, I think Lennier gets flagged. and That's that's, it. that's the game, I that's guess. That's the Armageddon. There was no chess. Like, it was similar to this um, World Cup game um, between Olya Bedelka. Bedelka, yeah, yeah. I remember and, um, that. Who was the second player? Uh,
1: it's funny because I was coaching Badalka for uh, yeah. she she was still on my team so we were discussing in between games I, i'm trying to remember the the, the name i'm ca- i'm having a lapse so maybe it'll, maybe yes.
3: it'll come to us but it's gonna uh, come uh, to us. everybody knows about that game yeah it was, it was it was another armageddon it. game and all the pieces are just on the, they're they're not upright, they're just rolling around <laughs> on the board <laughs> and uh, and badalka wins i think in the end but the last few moves were not chess moves, and there right, was they some, were just bang bang on the clock. A lot of like public sentiment was, this is not chess, this is right. something. Yeah.
1: The yeah. problem is, when one player starts doing those type of loopy moves, yeah. right. the other one responds yeah. the, In same. the same way. Like, yeah. You start to do it, I'm going to do it as and, well, and then yeah. it turns into a complete mess. Yeah, and that's a, the problem. A slap,
5: a slap fest on the clock.
1: Right. Yeah, but, yeah. But,
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, you can call an arbiter at any moment that an illegal move is played, right? Absolute, that a move is not yeah. executed yeah, from one trial Pause yeah. the clock,
6: come get the arbiter. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so properly. it would seem that players would know this by now, that you call the arbiter. Yeah. You, and They the get caught contest. up in the moment, that's yeah. what happens, yeah. right?
1: I think the heat of the moment, you, do, you don't want to be yeah. the one stopping the clock, right? right. I, I, I don't know there's something like but you want to continue the game you want to make your
6: opponents. think about the position right if you, while you still call the orbiter and everything yeah. i think a lot of players doesn't want to stop the clock because if they feel that okay, they don't that know how the, the position easy. the yeah, assessment it, of the position yeah, is they don't
3: so. want to stop yeah but, it's but a decision it's, it's a decision that it, you right if make someone make. has an Armageddon game let's say it's 5 seconds each they're, they're both about to yeah, run a out of time. Can do a lot. And they make a move, the piece rolls off the board, and they press the clock. That's an illegal move, right? That is yeah. Wouldn't the opponent get extra time for that? Which one would minute, yeah. Which one would minute. be game deciding, yeah, right? One yeah. minute. And that's yeah, so why Vasiv won today. Right. Yeah. It, w- it would really clear up these whole scrambles. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No yeah. Would, nobody would be carelessly. Yeah. I mean, Vasiv
6: won today because he got a minute and he found them. Yeah, exactly. Under right. one
3: minute. Did he? Well, yeah, he won. I he beat Raja Harshit in the game.
6: Because I gave him one minute because Raja Passif, not, yeah.
3: not Wesley. Oh, I was like... Passif,
6: Passif. Passif. I thought you pasif. said Wesley. No, I was No, like, no, Wesley. Well, We were watching... No, the, no, the, no. The, it was no I wasn't there today, right? Uh, the, right most yeah, of the kids, yeah. right. yeah.
5: I remember, uh, FIDE, World Championship for Rapid Chess. And it was between Gary Kasparov and Evgeny Bariev. It was played in France, and it was a big playing hall, and the hall was packed. And there they were on the stage and, you know, it was kind of one of these 30-minute games with no increment, And it was bang, 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 bang. And the whole screen froze. Like, no moves were played. Bang, 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 bang. Shaking of hands, signing of score sheet. exultant Kasparov walks off stage. And everybody's like, well, what what, what happened? Well, what happened? It was a DGT-enabled board. But Kasparov had was white, he had a pawn on F three, and a white king on G three. And black had a rook on A three, and Kasparov played F four, which was illegal, and the DGD port didn't process it. Right? And it was just stuck there. It didn't allow the move F four. <laughs> and they went bang 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 and they signed the score sheets and everything like this, and that was it was an illegal move. Yeah. <laughs> Gary won the game, and he won the world championship. Yeah.
3: So, so what is actually the rule? If if someone makes an illegal move and their opponent doesn't notice it, let's say you play f4, like like in this yeah. example, and the rook's on a3, and they play rook to a8, does the game continue after rook to a8? Yeah, it it
6: continues. Like if you're still in check, you have to resolve the check, but otherwise,
3: yeah. But can can the black player say sorry? I made an illegal... i. It was an illegal position, let's go back to that position. Can the black player do that?
6: Uh, that's an interesting question. Mm. Let me think.
3: Because <laughs> I, I heard something, and I don't know if it's according to the rule book. I heard yeah. there's like a five move rule.
6: Well,
2: yeah, under certain time control,
6: Under Under normal time control, yeah, but in under rapid or blitz, that's not a five. That's not okay.
2: Rule.
5: So, my yeah. understanding is so. we start the game. And uh, you and I experience grandmasters, but the king and queen are the wrong squares. Mm-hmm. And we play, as you said, five moves, and I think it is five moves. And I go, oh, jeez, I'm sorry, the king and queen are in the wrong squares. And you go, no, let's keep them that way. <laughs> so that would stand.
6: So, uh, and, and it's ten moves and the classical time control. yeah, yeah. ten moves, yeah.
3: Ten moves. Ten, ten moves. ten moves. Ten so moves. if somehow we managed to play without noticing that if our the piece, king and queen yes. were in the wrong squares, then, then after ten, ten
6: moves it stays. It, Before can, ten, can ten the moves, can the players
3: agree to change it back, or does it, it stay? Uh, after
6: ten moves, you cannot. Before ten moves, you can.
3: But what happens to castling? Well, you gotta uh, <laughs> I, well,
6: you, you can still castle with the same rules, right? You're Just right. the other side, right?
3: So. You can castle queen side by playing king b one rook c one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's weird, I right? I like think of that your king like, is like on d one. Fisher random, like king. Hey, but think well, of it this way: it's if your same, king, like king is on d one,
6: castle, right?
3: But it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like kingside. It would be like king c one, rook d one, not king b one, rook c one. So you have a white king on d one. Yeah. You Want to castle queenside? side yeah. So I think it would go to b one, and the yeah, rook would B1, go to c one.
6: Yeah.
5: It's always, cool
3: it's always it two be. squares. the But Fisher random is king c one, rook d one. Yes. So it wouldn't be this a problem.
5: But, but this is a classical game this where, is we mis- yeah, yeah. where we, we misplaced with King yeah. and Queen.
6: Yeah, interesting. I'll look that up. I it's don't hard know. to
5: imagine We've- that
3: ever happening. Between, right? Like, but think warriors, of how, but, how
5: cool yeah. castling Kingside would be in the Rui Lopez we the king and queen of his right? You get your rook on E1 in one yeah. turn. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> Judith, thank you very much for joining us. I'm thank not going to
5: hold you uh, for longer you. because thank there's you. a party going on. Of course, thank, but thank you. Thank you so it. much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank, you, thank, thank you. you,
1: Yeah.
4: Wow. I'm going to
5: try to get Levon also. Of course. Uh, well, he'll probably have stories him of him?
3: illegal moves.
5: T
4: am invited. Yes. Hello, you're
3: invited. So yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm this about. makes yeah. you by far our most... Welcome guest. Most, uh, I mean, we've yes. had you on so many yeah. times.
4: I haven't been canceled yet. <laughs> we're working on it. We're hoping you'll say something very
5: special.
1: Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's talk about the big, uh, big match between you two guys, because I really enjoyed that. Everybody enjoyed that. I mean, it was the we greatest match I've ever except called.
4: Except us.
5: You guys were suffering. I I didn't enjoy it. (laughs) You guys were suffering. You enjoyed it at the
1: end, but I mean, everybody was suffering in between. It was back and forth, back and forth. Wow. I mean, we really enjoyed that. Let's talk about that. Um, Yeah.
3: (laughs) Who wants to? Whatever. Yeah. Why? Why don't you start, Fabi? No, I mean, I I got a lot of like good emotions during this match because whenever you make a comeback at some point, you get some very like some. Ecstasy, yeah, like after this long game that I won. Yeah, sure. Basically, from. But at the end, of course, like, there was such heartbreak. Not, yeah. not because, you know, I understand our matches can go anyway, but that it was so close. And I.
4: Oh, yeah, that, that game that, uh, I mean, by some miracle, I won in in Pirates. Yeah. There yes. was. There, I, I would be heartbroken.
3: I was so heartbroken after oh, this. No, because
4: you had, he had like 30 oh, seconds. Uh, yeah. And I had three seconds. Yeah. Right. And I was not controlling anything. No. I was
5: tilting. No, you were just responding to every threat he was making. You were surviving.
4: And then, you know, his queen got to f7. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god. <got> Am I <laughs> getting made in Yeah. no
5: well, miracle.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah.
5: No, I mean, for us as commentators, it was extraordinary. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean,. The, the the drama, the excitement, the thrill the, you know, what the heck is going and the, every game is decisive and it's going back and forth but I can imagine for yourselves is like oh this is this is torture, you know yeah. like I'm so close to victory Oh no so I mean how did you? recover? How do you deal but There with were some these interesting emotions?
1: There were some interesting opening discussions also. Uh, you were playing this uh, Rui Lopez with, with black, with d6, g6, and then f5. The first game was pretty suspicious. I mean, you got a losing position.
3: Well, first first we started... Um, I played b5, bishop, c5, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and you for sure I got a very good opening. Oh. Position after the opening, h5, I'm, I'm very doing very well. And for some reason I quickly play this terrible move F5 and after that my position is busted. Like very, very bad position. Yeah,
4: I made some mistake, I mean, in process, of course. But it was, you know, one type of a chance, yeah? Yeah,
3: yeah, it it was a bad. I mean, I think I had like 5% chance to survive after F5, yeah? It was like very, just one moment, yeah? Um, Even though it was good, I just wanted to switch because I thought uh, it's easier to play D6, G6, you know, you just place your pieces, you don't have to think about anything on the king side, like, Mm -hmm. not so responsible. And I remembered, because I checked uh, the file in between the games, I remembered bishop e3, black plays 97, and I even remembered it's your zero equals and under it a plus. <laughs> and I, I thought I remembered this. And then afterwards, I see that I completely imagined everything. There was no note that said 97 back. <laughs> This is just in my imagination. I was so sure of it that I played it twice. You
4: know? <laughs> Even and I made it the same mistake twice.
3: <laughs> you took on C6, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah? Even after losing the first time, I was still convinced. Uh, I, must been, uh, I must have been better. Yeah?
1: I like it. But this, uh, this is not the only time that it happened in this tournament. Uh, you took on C6. Hikaru also played this suspicious Kalashnikov with Wesley twice. Right. And he got like losing positions both times. But it was like Rosolimo, no? Or not Kalashnikov? Was it Rosolimo? Oh, yeah, Rosolimo. Rosolimo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosolimo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The structures became almost like... Oh, the c like this, this is a yeah. terrible move. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was playing it so confidently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus' <It's Magnuses> move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he finishes in like plus, plus one, yeah? Uh, but still. You, you you make some moves, three plus two, anything can happen mm-hmm. with imbalanced positions. Yeah, I,
5: I love the format, you guys. Oh, oh you the format was Oh, formatter? yeah, it's great. Yeah. Would you use this format
3: for a US championship or other prestigious events? Uh, well, to me, like I, I don't understand one thing. Because to please. me, this, this is a US championship. Like, it has the best players in Cup. the US. In yeah, match, actually, in it's format. even stronger. So if you, I understand you call it the American Cup the American championship, but you shouldn't have the same format twice. It makes no sense. In, That's you, true. Twice in a year, you have the exact same format and you call it different things. I mean, I mean one should be one format, one should be another mm. format. You can call it whatever you want.
4: And also, I like this distinction. When you have a championship, yeah.
3: it's classical,
4: but the world cup, there's also lots of rapid. Right. Mm. So,
5: cup, word. American cup, the word cup can be coupled with different time controls. Yeah. as opposed to a championship. Yes. Like oh, okay. championship is more that serious. That was an accident, I, mean, I don't know what the uh-huh. event organizers uh-huh. take that into account. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, wait no. a minute, we have Sinkfill Cup, right? We do have Singfield Cup, yeah. Wait yeah. a minute, but the sinkfield <laughs> Cup has tie breaks,
3: or you used but to so tie But so does the breaks. American Championship. Yes. We have... Very often ends in... Uh, a, a, a okay,
4: okay. <laughs> Invalid point at <laughs> in my part.
5: <laughs> you got caught. Okay, got finally. Caught. He's For off it. the air. That's it. Air. No more invitations. We were wondering, how do we get rid of uh, love?
3: <laughs> no, I, I like the format, but some variety is not bad. Some classical chess. I mean, not everything has to be wrapped in blitz. Yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. Like, now, I'm just saying as a commentator, yeah. I, I just guess a better question
1: would be, what about the classical portion of it? Can this specific classical with no second time control uh, replace the usual classical with two or three time controls?
4: I generally think you you need some sort of like 15 seconds, 10, uh, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. After the 40 minutes. Yeah, come on. I mean,
5: Bathroom break.
3: Yeah. Mm. Just some... So you almost don't consider basic. this classical.
4: It doesn't feel very classical to me.
3: I, I actually think it has the opposite effect because when you shorten the time control to like Blitz or Rapid, then you have a lot of decisive results. But if you shorten it but keep it classical, then you have a tremendous amount of draws. It's yeah. usually the case because people play very safe. Yeah. You can still play very safe when this is kind of 90 minutes, yeah. but you don't want to get into time trouble so you don't take uh, kind of extreme risks that you might... Uh, Interesting. Because in. there was a lot of decisive games in the tournament, but not a lot of decisive classical
5: games,
1: yeah. especially in the I think open. actually just
3: in this format, just to eliminate this classical portion. Make it rapid matches. And make mm. it like shortening rapid matches. Mm-hmm. It can be so easy. basically elimination bracket pretty much all the way through. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Mm. Intriguing? I don't understand this classical portion. We had 95% draws. What was the... Well, have classical
4: chess, but... Have this at least 15 minutes, or you know, so people can just relax
5: at some point. Guys, I mean, mean, I'm not even on the podcast, but I gotta ask you a question because you're talking about classical chess, and I absolutely hate Uh the time control for the World Chess Championship match as I hate the time control for the World Championship Candidates Tournament. There's no other tournaments in the world or matches that use this. 3 time controls of 40 and two, 20 and 1, 30 plus 30, up till that time you're not using the increments and there's no other tournaments in the world, and now the world championship match is being decided by a time control that nobody plays. Mm. So, what's your thoughts? I mean, Come on,
3: guys. You've played man. it. You've played that time control, so, well in we've, that particular we've all setting. we all played it, yeah, I guess, but... Um, with yeah, no I, in I don't understand one thing. Like, why why does FIDE, they have some uniform classical, uniform rapid. Instead, we're playing, everything is different, yeah? Every time, Every time, we play, time. Sometimes we play 90 and 30 in FIDE events. Sometimes we play these, like, three time controls, like you mentioned. Right. At least have some sort of uniform for classical, uniform for rapid, uniform for, for blitz. blitz. I mean, it's normal, right? Right. So, the reason I complain
5: so vociferously just now, is because of the tournament he won in Dusseldorf. I had, and I'm not joking, I think I had an 8-hour yep. yeah, broadcast yeah, yeah. Yeah, in one eight, single
4: day. 8 or <laughs> 9
5: hours. It was like, brutal!
4: I was enjoying watching Oh, story. yeah,
5: right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What a friends
5: for? He was, he was coming to dinner with so
4: much hunger in his eyes. It was a joy. I,
5: look, I was on all fours, you know, <laughs> coming <laughs> into, the, into the dinner room, please. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the guy to say, I'm sorry. We closed the kitchen three minutes ago. <laughs> Speaking of the wartime,
1: too much, I want to. Uh, finish it on this note, since we probably won't see you before the World Championship match starts. Predictions. Let's go. Let's start with you.
4: I think uh, I think Jan will win. I have a feeling. Jan will win. Why? Yeah, uh, well, he already played the World Championship match. Experience, yeah. Yeah, that helps. And uh, I think uh, there's way too much pressure on Ding. You think so? Mm. yeah somehow I have this feeling mm-hmm. for this tournament you know it's the first chance for a Chinese player actually you know in history ever to compose there's a very heavy narrative yeah yeah,
1: yeah. on his shoulders yeah Yeah.
4: you know all the party is going to be there I guess yes they were saying something like 30 Helpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a of like people, a lot. A lot of people is never good. Yeah.
1: But that's interesting, yeah, because we weren't sure whether he's going to have any team at all. He hasn't been traveling with a huge team. We've In seen the him past, recently no. at still.
3: He didn't have anybody with him. But I'm not sure, like this whole team. I don't buy this. You whole don't think team so? Yeah. I mean, I saw his interview. He said that he was. We've like, working, seen some pictures. Working right remotely with people. Also. Okay. I mean, this photo with like 30 people. Like he's not working <laughs> with 30 people. I thought that it was that was a goodbye photo. That, that like was was it was like, like a reception. Uh,
5: good luck and uh, have, going, a nice, yeah, yeah, have a nice yeah have a nice time in Astana. I, I, I'm gonna go with Napa for different reasons. Uh, I don't now. have this like psychic insight. But uh, Nepo, for me, has improved his confidence. He's uh, he's a different person, having gone through uh, Dubai in the World Championship match. And he just feels like he's playing better. Better chess, more confident chess. And that's why I'll pick Nepo. But I am expecting a good match.
4: I I think he has this enough nastiness about him. <laughs> <laughs> you need
5: a, little, you need, need a little killer. you need yeah, a little you, killer? You need
4: this kind of uh, annoying nastiness, you know. Right. It's, it's well, very useful what, for a World Championship. I felt match.
1: it from Ding also a little bit.
4: I never felt it. Really? I mean I felt it in his moves, but not, his, in, not his the, moves. <laughs> in his demeanour. Not in yeah. his demeanor. Not, not in, in his kind. Yeah. 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 In his moves very often I button. Quite he's often it's important to have in your demeanor, yeah?
1: Yeah. Guys, thank you very much. Let's uh, you. let's thank party, you. yeah! And good
5: luck with the podcast. <laughs> uh, get uh, you gotta you guys got to get to a hundred thousand. Come on, All come, right. on people.
4: come on, help come on, them. people, help them, help them, subscribe Let's go, let's go.
1: go. All right, cheers, guys.
3: Cheers, cheers. cheers. Good work, good, good work. work. We anybody else? No, we're done. No? We're done. It's fun. We're good.